So all this total here, and we can confirm it, 1585. Would you do 1550, 1150 trade, the rest cash? There's a podcast called Between Two Slabs. They consume mass media. It seems so sad. It's the great curator and Merlin. They can't grow pubes, so they gotta wear a Merkin. They got no money, so I guess they gotta share. Just two nerds wishing they could grow body hair. Comics, cards, and toys, nothing that would interest you. It's the podcast that nobody listens to. Here's my nice and orderly office. Oh, so we may want great. to show Look that. At this. this is your collection here. It's a, Flintstone. It's, it's a handful of things. Yeah, <laughs> I love Flintstones and peanuts and. Oh, you do? Oh yeah. Oh, There's a lot of Disney stuff. comics in there too. So yeah. you like non-sports stuff? Oh right? yeah. Pop culture. Oh yeah, big time. And like I said, these cases are usually full, but all that product's gonna be on display at the show. We basically got like 3,500 feet on each floor. Oh, okay. So there's three floors. So this is retail, the and then the other ones are office space. This is retail office. And then downstairs is singles. Upstairs are studio and grading offices. Oh, your content studio. Yeah. Yeah. He, these are the counterfeit. Is that a 52? Oh, that's a counterfeit. All this. Oh, wow. Normally, this is more on display, but we're prepping stuff for the show. So these are the counterfeits? Counterfeit yeah. Pokemon. We do it to show counterfeit people. Counterfit mantle the, right there. The autographs. <laughs> Look at this counterfeit. Hey, Super in the middle of something. <laughs> it's just printed out counterfeit jordan yeah much yeah. Tell the color is way off early you gotta look at this this is a pop culture case he's got music in here what get out of here right these are album covers barbara eden right there this was Jimmy. me as a baby collector that was uh Dennis 1988 that was the first show i ever put on i mean i see a lot of um autographed cd covers oh, there's david gilmore journey there's some interesting like sketches down here too. Dennis and Menace and some other stuff. Favorite stuff. Look at that. The weekend, Avril Levine. All right. Come on down. You, Joe, what's what's the most expensive item you have in here? Without telling me the price, show me and let me try to yeah. guess it. Uh let me look in let me check in my office. That's for sale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Oh, that's at my house. The most expensive item in this store is. And I'm gonna buy it. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Maybe. This is one of the coolest items. You familiar with the Jordan Master collection? Yeah. This is a complete graded set, all eights and nines. Every card serial number. Everyone's two fifty out of five hundred. Are you selling this as a set or uh, yeah, six thousand for the set. Oh, they're all matching serial number two yeah. two fifty? Two fifty out of five hundred. Six thousand for the set. And I've also got the box that comes with it, the original Jordan box, and there's a big oversized box. It's like a wooden box, box right? Uh-huh. How rare is this? Well, they only made 500 sets they, total. Do, do people, like, covet this? The autograph is usually about 10 grand by itself, which wow. that's a separate. You uh, have the autograph? I, that went into my piece. My son and I bought that together to keep it. Oh, okay. So is it still a complete set without the autograph? It Well, it's a complete base set. Oh, base set. All nines? Uh, it's a mix of eights and nines. Eights and nines. Wow. Yeah, we sent. Is this on the in. PSA registry too? Uh, yeah, I haven't even put it. In. We just got it back. So that's just one of the most unique items. Well, I was going to make an offer on this, but six thousand is a little bit out of the budget, and this is too many cars for me to bring home. <laughs> this is a Jordan Master Collection set. Came out in nineteen ninety nine, and it would come in a collector's box. He's going to go get the box right now. Beautiful wooden collector's box. Probably has some engraving on it. This is the base set, but it also come with an autograph, which is very, very coveted among Jordan collectors. That's the box topper card. There's the box topper card. They're limited to 500, so this is 250, and these are all matching serial numbers. That's the original shipping box. Oh, these even they got the original shipping box. 
looks like a pair of Jordan shoes. But. Right. So I'm, I'm just going to say that you're not a real Jordan collector unless you have one of these sets. Beautiful engraving. Ooh. What goes in there? Uh, that's where the jersey cards came. Oh, so yeah. So, so this all... It this came, originally yeah. came as one auto, two jerseys, and the base set. If you find any busted sets anymore, it's all going to depend on like the quality of the What do you think a complete auto. set would, would go for? Uh, it all depends on the quality of the autos and the jerseys, like what they grade. But I mean, the the auto alone, I, I often see like see nine, ten thousand just for the just right. for the auto. So you're looking at at least twenty thousand plus for the set. Yeah, break value depending on how they grade. The box is amazing too. Once you slap the cards, you can't fit them in here anymore. But just the display quality is really nice. They don't really do stuff like this anymore. Very cool. There's always projects going on, so there's stuff everywhere. But like base football start early seventies starts here and runs around to present. And this is all organized. You can find yeah, any it, card yeah, that yeah. you have. Basketball. We had to take over one of the bathrooms. Basketball runs in here from the early seventies, goes all the way down to the present day. Hockey in the back room, non sports in here. But the baseball is the most overwhelming. It's multiple rooms. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, now our '60s stuff we keep up in upstairs yeah. in retail. So our early '70s start here and runs through hundreds of shelves all the way up into. My, there's, we're always guys bought certain team sets and whatever all the way up into present day over here. So, so what's what's the strategy of keeping all this inventory? Is it just because people are going to need it, or oh yeah, it's all just accumulated. I mean, it's, it. it's the great majority of it's listed because mm -hmm. we sell. I'm like on eBay, we've got three hundred thousand plus items uh, at any given time. Um, everything from ninety nine thousand. Yeah, wow. anything from you know. Sometimes it, we've peaked up to about six hundred thousand. Honestly, lately we've been so busy with the grading and everything else, mm -hmm. we haven't had time to list as much as we did in the past. We typically keep at least three to four hundred thousand on there at wow. a time. Singles anywhere from ninety nine cents and up. Is that a big part of your business, eBay? It is. Yeah. yeah. We, well, not only selling ninety nine cent cards, but selling five figure cards as well because our consignment program mainly goes through eBay. Uh, with our feedback and our history on there, I laugh. I was revisiting some eBay history. I was actually in meetings with their president in 2000. Meg Whitman was sitting there with one of her assistants, and they're like, guys, we're thinking about rolling out this new thing called Buy Now. <laughs> and, they, and then they became Buy It Now. And we were around, and we were like, I don't know. Everybody really likes those auctions. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know if fixed price will really work. And now, of course, yeah. the great majority of things on the site are fixed price. Yeah. But it's so funny that I sat in meetings with them. It makes me real feel old that they were thinking about a fixed price concept. Because it was all auctions yeah. then. How organized is this? Do you ever worry it's, that like there might be a fifty-two mantle no, behind no. one of these boxes? Every key thing goes. Every key collection goes through my hands. I'm sure we've missed some. I'm sure there's a Brady rookie somewhere out. Yeah, we have a warehouse too, which we won't get to because it's. He might have a PMG. Sitting and even though there's random stuff laying around, ninety-five percent of it's very well organized. We bought a big wax collection. We organize it by year. Actually, there's still demand for. for oh yeah, like flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and actually, yeah. Uh, wow. My friend George Crook. I don't know if you know him, but he's he's a huge '80s, '90s. He deals in all the the bulk stuff from that era. He's actually driving down from Michigan right now to come load up a U-Haul full of stuff. I mean, like these are thousands of autographs. 
of who's love that? letters, thousands of like canvas autographs. So is there demand for this stuff? Oh, there's plenty of demand for 80s, 90s and open material. It's just a matter of buying it at the right number. This was a large deal. We drove to Alabama and bought last year. We've slowly been selling through, putting different things on eBay. And we sold a ton of it in, yeah. in our retail store as now, well. Now, why do you think people still want it? Reliving childhood memories. I mean, I love opening old 90s boxes. Any Marvel stuff in here? Uh, it's gone. All the old Marvel stuff sold like quick. I got really popular. Yeah, I wish I had back a lot of that 90s stuff that I bought back in the day. I mean, even the old flair and all the Marvel masterpieces, all that stuff has blown up. That's how you know you made it when you have your own upper deck card. So what what's your measure for success at the show tomorrow? Just a clean out inventory or a buy No, or it's all about relationships oh, for us. If we sell some stuff to pay for the tables, that's a bonus. Especially a local show with very little cost for us other than the table rental. It's all about building relationships. We measure it more of how many new people did we meet, how many people dropped off submissions that we can help with, how many consignments did we bring back. Because every one of those is a way we can measure that's one more person that we're able to assist. So, and if we help them that one time, they'll be back again to shop with us, or they'll be back again to get help again, whatever. For us, it's like how many new relationships did we wow. build helps them. And ultimately that grows our you know, customer base in the future too. So whatever the table costs and all the uh, logistical costs, that's more like marketing for you. Yeah, table costs at a show, literally as we left uh, lunch, Mm-hmm. The promoter from Nashville just called me and he was like, hey, we got you 10 tables at the next show. And I was like, OK, great. You know, where are we going to be at and so forth? Mm-hmm. And so I look at that, even though we've got, you know, 10 table there, we got 10 table rentals, hotel, travel. To me, I look at it as like I can spend a few thousand on that or I can take out some ads in XYZ publication. That ad is flat sheet of paper. It's there's no personal connection oh, yeah. there. If I can send my team out there and they get to have one on one engagement with people that will be a much bigger impact on us as a company and that individual than a print ad so not that we don't do print ads and do online ads and stuff for me I, i always look at shows as an investment in the future of the company yes we like to come out ahead mm-hmm. on sales, but that's not the real long-term measure of, of a particular show. How much How much of your yearly budget do you dedicate to marketing? It's not so much a set thing on the budget. It's just more of like, we'll, we'll hear about an opportunity and we'll go, does this make sense? Like right. Dallas, we try to do, we're trying to do that regularly. The big Nashville shows, we try to do all of those. Um, Culture Collision, we're pretty much committed to doing every one of those. I know he's going to try to grow that to more in the future. When we can have a big presence in our hometown, mm-hmm. being Metro Atlanta, we're going to be there. We're well known in the Southeast. Like we've done multiple shows in Alabama. And it's like my son said, he goes, he goes, Dad, you're a rock star in the Southeast. He goes, when you travel away across the country, someone we're like, who are you again? <laughs> you know, so, and so, that's okay. It's a little humbling. It's like, yeah. well, I've been around forever. Yeah. You know, it's like he said, Dad, he goes, he goes, you're a rock star at the shows in the Southeast because everybody knows you. Point was that they know us well enough. We're going to get larger submissions there. We're going to get more people consigning with us because they, they know our reputation. So I have here a check wow. signed by Pistol Pete Maravich. I did see it. A lot of people don't know he started his career in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. This is a signed check by him. It's graded Gem Mint 10. It has double authentication, PSA and JSA. But the providence of this check is a little makes it a little bit special. This is a signed letter from his wife mm-hmm. saying that this check personally came from his estate, that they've had it since they 
they signed it many years ago, and that has been authenticated by JSA also. So mm. it has a little bit of provenance behind yeah. it. What do you think something like this would be worth? And I'll give you a recent sale on eBay for just a regular check. It was authenticated, no provenance, nothing like that. I think it went for like 970 970 970 on eBay. For just, was it PSA authenticated? Yes. It was like an old holder and it was like a smaller style check. Right. Yeah. Being from you know, Atlanta, yeah. I have Maravich stuff in my collection and loved his story yeah. about how his life changed. Like, you know, yeah. he, he went from being a party guy and, and became a Christian and life changed. I read his story. So I love his stuff. Yeah. I love his story. Tragic. He died so early. This one's dated 1986. So just a couple yeah. years before right. he died. Yeah. I think he died in 88. Playing basketball. Yeah. yeah. Heart attack. I think I picked this up at like Dallas last year. I live on California, the West Coast. Not a lot of people know who Pete Maravich is, to be honest. So I've had a somewhat difficult time moving it. Um, I've got a price at $2,000. I want to know what you think is valued at or what you think you could offer in trade value if you're interested. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I can pick up some cool stuff that I can bring back to California. So give me your, give me your expert opinion on, on where you would value this. At, if this was yours and you had it in your store or... Or you're going to buy it? I mean, it, realistically, I think it's in the low teens. It'd be a retail okay. piece. What, so, what are we talking about? Yeah. I mean, I'd probably want to put like a thousand into it. A thousand? A thousand. Would you be able to do 1200 Uh, Which, I guess, tell me which items you're interested in. Um, if I know what I'm in those items at. Sure. Well, the Mickey cards I'm picking up for sure. Uh, That's not going to eat up much. <laughs> I, li I like the comic books that you have. Right. And I like some of those signed CD covers right so i'm probably going to be looking to spend around 1500 bucks in the store today okay well let's make a pile of stuff and see what that comes up to and okay see, okay see if we can land somewhere between a thousand and twelve depending on what it is this is a shopping spree guys Perfect. all right i got five minutes to grab whatever i can no, <laughs> just kidding. here's the scenario guys i had that pistol pete maravich check which actually belonged to my sister who gave me a flipping challenge my sister saw that what i was doing she's my older sister and uh -huh. she's like here's some money Turn it into something. So I've been flipping it okay. back and forth over like last year, and I got it to be that check. I also flipped the photo for her at Dallas. So I got about fifteen fifty in cash. The problem is with the Maravich check, I think I hit a wall in terms of what I can do with it. Joe has agreed to take it for store credit trade, and we've agreed to eleven fifty value for that. I'm gonna put the four hundred cash I have on top of that, so I'm at fifteen fifty total value here. I have found some things that I think I can take the culture collision or even back home to California and I might be able to do something with. Here's what I picked out. First of all, I've got these Disney cards here. Disney always sells in my area. I live in Anaheim, so this is gonna be good for me. Three graded comics here. Fantastic Four, number 53. This is a Claw's first appearance. We've got Banshee's first appearance right here. X-Men, this is from 1967. And then Batman, 1966. Poison first. Ivy's first appearance. Low grade raw comics always do very well for me. I've got the option, either I can slab them or I can just so there's upside built in, or I can just sell them as is. But we got some cool ones here. I don't know if they're keys, but I just think they're really interesting. This one's actually a PMG, so that's pretty cool. Mm. Yes. Good thing, good call on that. I'm getting more into music now because I hang around Merlin a lot. <laughs> here are two Taylor Swift slabbed autos. This is a CD cover, and this is also a CD cover cut, I believe. Oh, and one more thing. This is a Phil Knight autograph business card. Phil Knight, CEO of... An uh, you saw Nike. the movie Air. Yes. You, yes. you learned all this. Is, this is Ben Affleck's character. But we're not done yet, guys, okay? Because I have to negotiate a little bit. We have to tenderize Joe maybe a little bit here. So all this total here, and we can confirm it, 1585. Would you do 1550, 1150 trade, the rest cash? Sounds fair to me. There we did it. We did it, guys. Joe is very, very fair with his prices. He even checked the comps on all these. 
to make sure he was giving me the best price possible. He's happy he gets the Pete Maravich check. I'm happy I get new inventory. Thank you so much for giving us this amazing tour of this place. So I feel like we're really privileged to get these behind the scenes uh, look at these shows. Thank you for your time. So generous today. And thank you for offering me this deal and all that insight that you gave me that knowledge. I'm assuming that people can reach out to you with questions. They do business with you through uh, if you guys have any submissions, because I always get people asking me, where do you guys send for your group submission? You take submissions from all over the country? Uh, all over the world. Yeah, we're, we're global submitters. Yeah. Global yeah. submitters. And your prices are actually better than if you were to send it in yourself. Plus, you have your online store, your yeah. eBay store. Yeah. And then they also do all, all the local regional shows out here and right. some of the bigger ones yes. uh, coming. So anything else you want to yeah, say? Yeah, just check us out. On, you know, the website's gotbaseballcards.com. You can find our YouTube channel, Got Baseball Cards, Instagram, Got Baseball Cards, mm-hmm. eBay, Got Baseball Cards. Yeah. Pretty easy to find. Yeah. So. All the aspiring entrepreneurs out there, take lessons from a 30-year veteran. If you guys are worried about the ups and downs of the market and the volatility, learn from the veterans that have lived through all the phases of, of the hobby. What, what's your nickname? He's the card father. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe I'm the stepfather. I, I don't know. Well, most, most expensive thousand dollar item. <laughs> so what we'll do, we'll do the interview when the, the food comes, okay? That'll be the actual, like, filming. Okay, sure. Podcast called Between Two Slabs. They consume mass media. It seems so sad. It's the great curator and Merlin. 